Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Chatting Cinema. I'm Flynn. I'm Gianni. Uh, and today we wanted to talk about uh, both of our favorite screenwriter, actually, yeah. um, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin. Um, written a lot of projects, been in the Hollywood sphere for a pretty long time now. Um, his first major movie was A Few Good Men. Yeah. Uh, way back in the 90s, uh, late 90s, that came out, um, starring Tom Cruise, uh, Demi Moore. Am I wrong? Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson's in that film. Um, yeah, but he's been a part of some other things that I believe have become our favorite yeah. TV shows, probably. Uh, for you, I would say The West Wing, Yeah, for right? sure. I'm a huge West Wing fan, um, and the the way that show pioneered the walk and talk yeah um it's you know it's a trope at this point uh, but it still gets me every time i think it's such an effective way of of delivering dialogue and and the the pace of that show is is breakneck yeah and merciless and i think that that's something that is a hallmark of all of sorkin's work um and i think it lends itself really well to a show like the west wing where the environment that it's covering um, is a busy White House administration where every, anything can change on a dime and and severe things can happen right away. Um, and I think it's the I think he was the perfect person to kind of handle that situation in a show like that. Yeah, very similar to that. My favorite Aaron Sorkin show and my favorite TV show period is um, The Newsroom, um, starring Jeff Daniels, and that is similar to The West Wing. It shows the behind the scenes of a newsroom. And how everything is fluid, anything can change on a dime. Um, and I really liked how Sorkin took real world events, um, like the BP oil spill they cover in the first episode. There's a really great episode about how um, the news coverage handled the assassination of Osama bin Laden. Um, and I thought that that was just really well done. There's so much to, to unpack with that show alone, both shows, really. Yeah. But um, the way that Sorkin can can really bring characters like that down to earth as well as over-dramatize things, yeah. but at the same time uh, make the dialogue feel so real is yeah. so interesting to me. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you talk about the, the impact of Sorkin's dialogue. Jeff Daniels' monologue from the first episode of The Newsroom when he talks about how America isn't the greatest country in the world anymore, it still goes viral like every yeah. three months. And half the people that share it think that this was a real yep. guy in mm -hmm. a high school auditorium, even though it's professionally filmed and, and whatnot. <laughs> no and, one knows and they who don't Jeff know who Jeff is. Daniels is. <laughs> they kind of think that it's just this this man going off. But, I mean, people connect to that, yeah. that monologue, and, and that's true of a lot of Sorkin's dialogue. Um, it's so witty. It's so quick. Yeah. Uh, it's his strength. And, um, you just look to a situation like that to see how impactful his work has been. Yeah. And I think for me personally, like, I wish I could speak like any Sorkin <laughs> character, you know, um, like Will McAvoy on the newsroom, um, or like President Bartlett on the West mm -hmm. Wing, you know, uh, <laughs> You talked about that monologue, and yeah. the, the show is filled with uh, scenes and monologues and lines so similar to that, so relatable, um, and it's amazing that it's it wasn't a real newsroom, you know? And yeah. I think that the, the way that the newsroom wanted to be um, this, this all-for-the-American, just-to-inform um, kind of newsroom, not backed by advertisers, not always trying to please sponsors, um, that's something that every every news program probably wants to be, uh, whether they want to admit it or not. 
and I think Sorkin really nailed that. Um, but I mean, there's so many other things to talk about. Uh, the Social Network. Yeah, the Social Network is is the big one for me because it's a marriage of of Aaron Sorkin and and David Fincher, who's my favorite director, um, and they feed off each other so well. Um, this movie works so effectively, and you have the quick-paced, witty dialogue, but then you also have the the sure-handed direction of David Fincher. Um, and I think that both people were just perfect for this job to tell this story of sort of the, the beginnings of, of Facebook and how it's kind of corrupted right off the bat. Um, and watching the social network now with what Facebook has been become and uh, how what the public perception of Mark Zuckerberg is now, it feels almost prescient to, to watch it now and be like, oh, like they... They nailed this. Yeah. Because um, I remember how strongly Mark Zuckerberg felt about fighting back against this movie because he felt like it portrayed him in a negative light. But if you look at the way that, that Jesse Eisenberg portrays this character, it's like, you know, maybe maybe some of the the factual things behind the scenes are inaccurate and maybe a lot of that is embellished, but the character of who Mark Zuckerberg is, I, I think that we've kind of found that that movie nailed it. They, yeah. they they knew who they were talking about, and I don't think that that Zuckerberg would have fought so hard against it if he didn't feel that deep inside of he didn't want people to, to know who he was like that. And I, I think that, that just speaks to how smart of a writer Aaron Sorkin is, especially with his character work, to just kind of like get to the core of a person and know like this is who I'm writing about. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a similar case with the 2015 biopic of Steve Jobs um, starring Michael Fassbender. And that film is really interesting because we had the Sony leak at that time. Yeah. And it was leaked in emails that Sorkin said like, no, this movie's going to fail if Fassbender is casted. Um, he said that he's not a good actor. Wow. And um, he was like, no, you know. And then he did go back on that after watching. He spent a weekend watching Fassbender's films and ultimately emailed him, apologized, um, and said, like, he's going to win the awards. Yeah. He did not. Yes. But anyway, um, I think that Steve Jobs, similar to The Social Network with Mark Zuckerberg, really nailed the the essence of the character, right? Um, in that Steve was so isolated and and he really alienated people almost to like a frightening T yeah. at times. And I think that rubbed his family the wrong way. I know that when the film came out, they completely denied that any of those characterizations were true to who Steve Jobs really was. But I'm sure they were, you yeah. know, similar to Zuckerberg with The Social Network. Um, and Steve Jobs is my favorite um, of Sorkin's written films, of his screenplays. Um, but you mentioned how it was such a perfect marriage between Fincher and Sorkin on the social network. I think it's interesting to look at um, the Steve Jobs film. Sorkin also said in those Sony leaked emails that he didn't want Danny Boyle to direct. He wanted David Fincher to come and work with him on that. Um, So I think it's really interesting to see how I personally think it turned out really well. Yeah. Um, I love Steve Jobs. So I agree. I I enjoy Steve Jobs. I I think that... um it's fascinating to think about because I feel like if Fincher had been on it, e- even using the same script, it probably would have been a very different movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Danny Boyle adds something very interesting to that. And uh, it's got a very different structure than we're used to with 
uh, Sorkin. It's not a, a continuous like story that we're just barreling through. It's it's told in three distinct acts. Um, but again, it, it plays to all of his strengths really well to write about a character like this. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of isolated and and you know wants to be alone and and thinks that their their genius is sort of something that other people can't relate to and therefore they can't connect with other people. Um, so, of course, having Sorkin on this project was a no-brainer. Yeah. And, you know, the social network, I think, also is really structured very interestingly in that it's not uh, very linear, right? Mm. We go back in time a lot, um, go forward in time at some yeah. points. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that that, uh, in comparison to films like A Few Good Men, where it is just kind of scene by scene, right. um, Sorkin really excels in all of these different ways. Uh, even with shows like going back to the newsroom, he does a couple episodes where you do go back in time throughout the episode, and I'm sure The West Wing does that as well. Yeah. Um, it's just really interesting the way he is able to balance all of that and still write the dialogue the way he does. And getting back to the dialogue of Aaron Sorkin, he's quoted uh, numerous times saying that dialogue has always sounded like music to him. It's always sounded like a song. And I think that to be able to write that way is something that's probably only exclusive to him, and yeah. that's why he's so unmatched in in the field of screenwriting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And just and knowing who every character is, um, it's something that sounds really simple. It's not. It's very difficult to know like what each character would do in each moment. Um, and I think that's something that shines through in The West Wing so well because... Uh, we're following the senior staff of, of the Bartlett administration. So you have different personalities in Sam Seaborn and Josh Lyman and C.J. Craig. Um, so to have each of those characters know who they are, to know who Leo McGarry is, to know who Jed Bartlett is, to know who Toby Ziegler is, um, and they all kind of have their thing without ever feeling like archetypes. They, they never feel one-dimensional. They never feel flat. They all have their own motivations, and, and they're all l- looking at situations in their own way. Um, and so when things come up, like uh, a draft of a speech that um, Toby Ziegler and Sam Seaborn have to write because they work in the communications department of the White House, you kind of like get like where Sam is coming from with his draft and then why Toby doesn't like this. And they're just like little things, but that just adds to the portrayal of the character so much. Um, so that, along with the dialogue, is something that, that Sorkin just knocks out of the park, it feels like, every time. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most interesting projects he's ever worked on is um, Moneyball, directed by Bennett Miller, starring Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill and Robin Wright. Um, and that film, I think, is the only film that he's ever collaborated with another screenwriter on. I know he's done it on The West Wing, and he's definitely done it on The Newsroom. He's worked with other writers. Um, But with Moneyball, I think that that script might be the only Aaron Sorkin-credited film that doesn't feel like an Aaron Sorkin screenplay to me. Um, I think the dialogue moves a lot slower. Mm -hmm. Um, And Bennett Miller, maybe that speaks to him because he directs sports movies. Uh, He directed Foxcatcher, which was also kind of a a slow-moving film. slow, yeah. Yeah, um, and Moneyball, I think, similarly doesn't move maybe as fast as some of his other scripts do, um, but still really good, all of the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love Moneyball. It made me love baseball when I yeah. didn't before, you know, so really interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I love 
and and to get a guy like Sorkin to work on a project like that is so interesting because I really love when sports projects can be about something other than just the sport. Um, and so Moneyball is about the Oakland Athletics front office and the and baseball is, is almost just a backdrop to to tell this story about yeah. people. And that's ultimately, you know, what becomes enjoyable about sports is a lot of times is, is looking at the people who are involved and characters and storylines rather than just the the physical activity. And I think that that's something that Aaron Sorkin sort of understood where, and we can go back to the newsroom, we can go back to the West Wing, to the social network. Like these are things that on their face, learning about a White House administration, a newsroom, or the creation of Facebook don't necessarily on their face seem all that interesting. It seems like something you would, you know, maybe read a book about to, to kind of get that background. But Sorkin through his character work and dialogue brings it to life in a way where this is just a, a stage for these characters and these relationships to develop. Yeah, absolutely. And in recent years, Sorkin has um, kind of made that decision and that leap into the directing sphere. Um, his first directorial credit was on Molly's Game. It came out in 2017, starring Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba. And it's a biopic also. So it's his first film uh, directing, and it's a biopic, and it's amazing. <laughs> I, I really like it. Um, it's about Molly Bloom and the kind of the most famous, I think, poker scandal right. ever, um, probably. Um, famous actors like... Uh, Toby McGuire mm-hmm. and Ben Affleck were involved in this. Um, anyway, it just it's all of Sorkin's best traits kind of exemplified in a film that he directed now, right? right? So the script is obviously lightning fast and it's on fire <laughs> the whole time. Um, and we see a really interesting character who's similar to a lot of his other protagonists um, has so many flaws yeah. that he writes so well. Um, and that I think he has such an understanding of a lot of these characters Mm -hmm. and that most of the time are based on real people, which speaks to him in incredible ways. But you can just see in Molly's game the way that he's taken such inspiration from all of the directors he was worked with, reluctantly or not. Like, you see inspiration from Danny Boyle. You see a lot from David Fincher and and even Steve uh, Zalian. Uh, Not Steve Zalian, Bennett Miller. (laughs) Um, Steve Zalian wrote Moneyball with Aaron Sorkin. Anyway... Yeah, yeah, Molly's game is great, and Sorkin is just—he's—he's he's just on the move. Yeah, always. yeah, for sure. He's—he's he's branching out and, and doing new things. He—he he worked in theater um, to bring a, a new version of, of *To Kill a Mockingbird* yeah. to the stage, um, and I think that that is something that makes sense for him um, to to like a character like Atticus Finch with uh, all that we've talked about, um, and. He wrote a New York Times op-ed <laughs> semi-recently <Yeah. laughs> to Mark Zuckerberg, um, which was interesting. I, I think that we're kind of waiting to see whether uh, whether a social network follow-up will um, be brought to life uh, because of some of the things that have happened behind the scenes with Facebook. Um, but ultimately, you know, Sorkin can write about anything and make it interesting. And I think that that's a hallmark of a really excellent screenwriter to take any sort of scenario and find the human element um, and infuse it with this great dialogue uh, and turn it into something that you're on the edge of your seat watching. Absolutely. And he doesn't have a ton of stage credits, but To Kill a Mockingbird is by all means um, an achievement on Broadway. Um, The fact that 
he was able to write that script and update it to fit 2019, the culture of 2019 is just so amazing. And Jeff Daniels, starring as Atticus Finch, um, they really they really delve into some of the things, some of the conflicts of that character that are not in the book. And because um, I saw the show, and I think that they wrote it so well, um, Sorkin and and uh, Jeff Daniels deliver the dialogue in a way that um, just makes sense. If that makes sense, <laughs> um, I don't know. Atticus Finch, he's. He's definitely a tough character to bring to life, I think, to bring back to life right. um, coming from the 50s. And the way that they update that to our time was really interesting. But I love that play. Yeah. <laughs> Sorkin shills. We, we, we love Aaron Sorkin's work. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, pretty much everything he does because uh, he's got such a definite style yeah. um, that really doesn't get stale, at least for me. Um, you you know what you're getting into, but because it's a different character, different relationships at, at the center of it, um, it's always something that lends itself well to the, the films that he takes on. Yeah, absolutely. So that wraps up our Aaron Sorkin talk. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening and thanks for watching. Uh, we hope to see you next time. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks, as always, to SSTV for allowing us to use the studio space and the equipment. Um, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Thank you very much.